Hey, it's Jess, and welcome to The Heart Strong, a podcast where we explore navigating the challenges in our lives. It's my personal mission to guide you towards your greatest potential. So come along with me as we explore living with courage, or as I put it, living heart strong. Hey, it's Jess, and welcome to season four of the HeartStrong podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining me this season. On this season of the podcast, I want to explore who we become and what we create from the heartaches that we witness and the adversities that we face. Like, who are we really becoming in this process? And I want to pull the curtain back just a little bit to take you into topics that I'm thinking about, that I'm wrestling with, things that I'm learning You know, I created this podcast because I'm curious about how the heck to grow through the challenges in my own life. And I'm curious about how other people do it. I'm curious about what I can learn. I have so learned in my life over the last 10 years the value of learning from other people. And so I wanted on this this podcast to be a space where I can bring you into that and, and help you learn from others. But what I realized after doing three seasons of this podcast was that I could best serve you by sharing pieces of me. And so on this season, I want to peel back the curtain a little bit and take you a little bit more into my life. You know, I have spent a lot of time over the last 10 years digging into personal growth and development, asking questions about my faith, what I believe, you know, learning from other people, from their books, from their podcasts, from their words, um, and I see such value in that. And I, and I think that my deep dive into that has really been me not giving up on myself. And it's been a way for me to do that. And so I want to share some of these things that I have learned along the way with you. And I hope that I can be a person like that for you. So this is the first episode on season four of the HeartStrong podcast. And it's my first solo episode. So it's just going to be me and you today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's been going on in my life in the last six to eight months and why I've kind of had to take a step back from some of the things that I've been doing. And then I want to talk about beginning again. That's really the title here today. What does it mean to begin again? How do we begin again when we've been interrupted by our lives, by circumstances? How do we follow the leadings of our heart? How do we stay true to ourselves? How do we not give up on ourselves? So um, I'll be sharing about five things that I have learned in beginning again. So I plan to have this um, podcast up, this fourth fourth season of the podcast, last fall. I had taken a break for July. My kids were home and I was like, I'm going to get back in the mix. You know, I done this podcast about 30 plus episodes and realized how much I loved it. And I felt like it was something that I could continue to grow in and to get better at. And I wanted to pursue that. There's so much to learn. There's so many things I can get better at. But I, I felt like I had a chance to do that. And so I wanted to continue. And then life happened. So I am a mom to four boys. I know many of you know me through my son, Ethan, who was born with a congenital heart defect, who died when he was seven. And that's how we started the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation, where we serve have served families um, in the, the world of congenital heart disease. And I also have an eight-year-old son, that um, maybe you don't know about. And his name is Bodie. And he was born with a rare muscular dystrophy called muscle eye brain disease. And it's a disease that affects your muscles, your eyes, and your brain. But unlike heart disease, there are no treatments. There's no hospitals that rally around it. There's a very small community. And it's actually like a 
pretty lonely thing to have because there really isn't anything to do about it except learn to accept it and to modify your home and your life and to try different things that are have never been tried before. So it's been a really challenging journey. And last summer, Bodhi had a pretty regularly scheduled appointment for his eyes. And about a month after that, it was a surgical intervention that was regularly, regularly planned. And about a month after that, I was like, he can't see. He's not seeing anything. I noticed he was reaching or feeling for things that he would typically grab before. Like his, he was really moody. He's always moody, but even more so. And I knew something wasn't right. And so I took him to the doctor and learned that both of his retinas were detached and one of his eyes were bleeding. And that sent us on a constellation of situations and journeys of multiple eye procedures. Um, And when your vision goes, it impacts, well, for him, his gross motor skills, the things that he had been working on as far as his communication device, things at school, like a lot of the strides that we had worked so hard to make, like we, I saw him lose and it just impacted our family. And I had to take a break. I had to just put this podcast away. I actually have a book proposal that's like 80% done and it's in a drawer right now. And the foundation that was really my full-time job had to be put a little bit on the, on the side. And I had to just I'm a very creative person. I'm a very driven person. I I totally embrace my role as a mother and a care caregiver, but I'm also me. And and it's very important to me to be able to pursue my work. And so having to really put that aside when I felt like I had built so much momentum and I had so many things that were that were great. And I had to say no to things that I wanted to do. It was really heartbreaking. And it wasn't just heartbreaking because it's the first time I've been a mom for 17 years. And for 15 of those, I've taken care of a kid with a chronic, you know, complex illness. And so I've put myself on the back burner a lot and I'll have a lot of starts and stops. And so I was really struggling with it this time. And yet I felt like I do want to begin again. And so after taking several months of, of kind of doing things differently, I decided I want to come back with a podcast. But when I decided to do that, I felt tremendous resistance. Even to my writing, I felt tremendous resistance. Even to things that I had been doing with the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation, some some really amazing things like I felt resistance to doing. And I was like, well, maybe this is a sign I'm not supposed to do them. And I was like, no, this is me struggling to begin again. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about what I've learned in beginning again. And there's five things that I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, but I just, if you're out there and you are, maybe you're a parent taking care of a kid or, or you're taking care of another person in your family, or you've had to put things aside that you really desire to do, or you have something that's burning in your heart that you're like, I just don't even know how to begin this, or I don't even feel good about myself enough to do that. I just want to tell you that, that I see you and I get it. Maybe there's something in these five things that will help you to begin again too. And there's one thing that I want to say is that we never begin again. We're always in continuation. So anything that you've done before today that's gotten you to here, it's just, it's going to help you go to the next thing. Like we're never really starting over. We're always actually in continuation. We're in continuation of our lives, of our skills, of ourselves. 
And the things that you've experienced in your life actually are going to help you to build onto the next thing. So nothing is ever wasted. And I'm telling you that because I'm telling myself that. And now that I am where I am and I can look back a little bit, I can see the value in the last six to eight months a little bit. I'm still working on that, but I can see it more so. And so let's talk about five things that I'm learning and have learned in beginning again or being in continuation. So the first one is taking action. I think it's so hard to take action when we feel like crap, when we don't really know what to do, but action begets action and we got to get out of our head and we got to take a next step. And so here's some of the things that I did like very practically. I was like, I need some new equipment for the podcast season. I'm going to get on Amazon and I'm going to order it. And so I even had resistance to doing that because I was like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I can't do it? You know, so all those things, but I did it. The stuff arrived to my door. I was like, okay, I'm going to put it together. So I came down here to my office and I put the stuff together and I had to figure out some logistics like this microphone. And, and so I did that. Um, and, but in the meantime of seeing, of all of these things, I, I had all these things in my head that were like, Jessica, just forget it. There's a million podcasts out there. Like nobody really cares or actually really wants to hear from you. I mean, what are you, what are you kidding? Like, who knows if you're even going to be able to be consistent with this? Like, what if something else happens and you have to take another break? And so I knew that these messages were kind of crap, but they were coming in spades to me all of the time. And so what I felt like helped them was just almost saying, it's almost like you have to say to yourself, okay, thank you so much for your concern for me. Thank you so much for being concerned about my success or my, you know, failures or what everyone's going to think. But I'm just going to push you off to the side right now. And I just need to do this next task. So for me, it was ordering equipment and putting it together. And then I sat down with my husband and he's like, you're not allowed to get up from the seat until you write down a schedule for this podcast until you re say who you're going to reconnect with. Cause I had actually already connected with people and then I had to like disconnect with them. <laughs> and so we did that and we made a whole list. And then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm going to email five people. And then the next day I'm going to email five people. And it wasn't ever, to be honest with you, that I felt like doing it. It was honestly sheer will. I decided that I was going to do that. And that's something I'm a, I'm pretty good at doing that because I've had to for so much of my life. And that's the value, I guess, of, 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 of some of my experiences, but you're never going to feel ready. You're just not going to feel ready. You're not going to feel like doing it. It's a matter of like, we don't feel like going to the gym. We don't feel like eating healthy, whatever it is, it's taking action. And I think having somebody in my life. So for me, it's my husband, Eric, for you, it could be a friend, like accountability to take that next step. And I just kept doing that. And so here I am today recording my first solo episode. And so I want to tell you that it's brave to begin. It's brave to continue. So I just want to encourage you today in whatever it is that you want to do, that you think you want to do, just take one step, one step, one step. I promise you one step will be get the next step. So the second thing that I did, and this was a hard one for me, is that I released the outcome. So what do I mean by that? I'm an achiever. I like to do things that I'm going to be, that I'm reasonably 
sure I'm going to be successful at. I'm not too, I'm not going to go after something that I don't think I can do well. It's just how I'm wired. And if I'm going to do something, I want to do it. I don't want to do it just, just for fun. I want to do it because I want to do it and I want to be successful. That's just who I am. I'm future focused. I, and I know this is a blessing and a curse. All of our gifts are, but this is, I know myself. I'm very driven. I expect a lot of myself. I expect a lot of excellence out of myself. Um, and so to begin this again, I had to say to myself, okay, Jessica, you're just going to do it because you love it. You're going to do it because you feel like you have something to offer people. You're going to do it because you know how to do it. You have the relationships that you've built around you to do this. And so you're just going to do it and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And here's what I've learned in the last 10 years of, of what I've done <laughs> is that not everything that we do is for that thing. So stick with me here. Sometimes what we do just leads us to the next thing. It just, it, we, we go from here and it leads us to the next thing that we're supposed to do. And so I had to release that outcome of what this could be. There are things that I hope for. There's people I'd love to talk to. Um, I have a dream of having a studio someday and being able to sit down with people in real time. That is something I would love to do. I'm just going to keep taking the steps forward. And I feel nudged and called and energized by this. So I'm going to follow that energy and I'm going to change and I'm going to evolve and I'm going to see where this leads, but I'm going to take, keep taking the steps and keep trusting the process. So take action is number one. And number two, if you can try to release the outcome and just go for what you feel like you want to do, what you feel called to do, what you have feel nudged to do, um, what you feel like is in your purpose. So you just do that and trust. We don't know exactly where this is going and that's okay. So the third thing that I did is I listened to a friend. <laughs> I've been so gifted in my life that when I'm in these crappy spots, people will breathe life messages into me or they'll say something. And I'm like, oh, I needed to hear that. And so this happened with my friend Bridget, who if you know me in real life, you know Bridget. And she's been on this podcast a couple of times and she's coming back this season. Um, she's just my person. She's honest with me. She'll call it like it is. Uh, and I so appreciate that about her. And, you know, I was texting with her one day and I was like, God, you know, I'm, I want to do this podcast, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I feel so, so much resistance to it. I'm not sure why. And she said to me, she's like, well, She's like, maybe you feel resistance because you're supposed to show up in a different way. Maybe you feel resistance because you're not the same person that you were when you created it and you want to package this up in a different way. And I was like, that was just like light bulb moment for me. And we do this as human beings. We, we stay in the same thing or the same lane or the same type of thing that we're doing because why do we do it? Well, I think we're afraid to change, number one. And number two, it's like, what are people going to think? Do they want to hear from me? Like all those questions start to come. And we don't give ourselves room to evolve. But here's the thing. The world is different than it was two years ago. I mean, it's not the same world that we were in two years ago. So much has changed. If we're growing people, we're changing people. If we're evolving people, we're growing people, we're, we're changing, we're evolving, 
we're becoming the next version of ourselves. And we shouldn't be the same. We shouldn't want to do things the same. And so I had this nudge. I was like, I think I'm going to do some solo episodes this season. I think I'm going to share some more of myself. I think that I want to be a little bit of bolder in some of the things that I'm doing. I want to be more of a teacher because I, I feel like there's some things that I have to share. And so I think this permission to evolve and sometimes the resistance could be, gosh, you know, it's because you're not supposed to do it the same way. It's time to do it differently. It's time to switch it up. It's getting the courage to do that. But we do this in our brands, in our businesses, in our families, in ourselves, in whatever it is, like in, our, in the things that we're creating is we, we stay in this box because we feel like we have to stay. You're never stuck. You can always change and do something different. You can always evolve. Who you are doesn't need to change. The core of who I am is who I am, but how I show up and what I do is going to change. And that's because I'm a growing, evolving person. You know, a lot in the background for me, I feel like is an evolution. Um, the, the nonprofit organization that I've had since 2015 that has done awesome things, it's changing. You'll hear about some of that stuff and I'll even talk about it. Maybe we'll do a podcast about that. It's changing and I've been afraid to change it, to be honest with you, because I'm afraid of what people will say. There, I said it. But again, if we're growing people, we're changing people, we're evolving people, not necessarily who we are, the core of who we are, but how we show up in the world. And so there's a permission to change. So it's taking action, releasing outcome, giving yourself the permission to evolve and change. And the fourth thing is, is consistency. I remember when my son Ethan was young and I was having some struggles with his behavior, mostly related to like all the time he'd spent in the hospital. And I sought the help of a behavioral psychologist. And she said to me, and I'll never forget it. She's like, the hardest part of parenting is consistency. And it is, it is hard to be a consistent parent. And consistency, I think is hard as a human. It's hard to be a consistent exerciser. It's hard to consistently, you know, eat healthy. It's hard to be consistent, but that's how we get to where we want to be. So the person who has finished the marathon has finished the marathon because they've trained for months and months and months and they consistently showed up every week. You know, and I'm learning that we have a Boston marathon team for the Ethan Lindbergh foundation. And we're in, I think our sixth team. And every year I see people and it's like, they're like, I'm never going to be able to do this. Or, and it becomes this amazing personal journey that they go on by consistently showing up. And eventually they cross that finish line um, and, and they've completed 26.2 miles, which is incredible. So it's consistency. It's faithfulness to a craft. And, you know, this is a point that I struggle with, not necessarily um, because I don't think it's it's good. I think consistently is, consistency, excuse me, is good. And if you listen to like enough personal development people, they'll talk about it. But I struggle with it because it's hard given my circumstances. So if I have something planned or something that I'm going to do and then my son is sick for a week, I've got to change all of those things. And so I want to talk about that for a second because I beat myself up a lot when I can't be consistent. And it's not that I'm not a person that doesn't want to show up or that doesn't show up. I mean, I'm a great shower upper. But sometimes my life circumstances make it so it's hard for me to show up. And so if that's you, I want to say, number one, I get it. Number two, you got to give yourself some grace. 
Number three, you got to ask for help and supports. And I'm not always great at doing this, but I said to my husband, I sat him down. I'm like, I want to do this podcast. That's the first thing. The second thing is, as I want to write every week, I want to do a newsletter. I want to share something with the people on my email list every week. And so I need your support to do that. Some of that's on me to organize my time, but I also need his support to do it too. And so just trying to consistently show up to put one foot in front of the other, to be faithful to yourself, to not give up on yourself, to be faithful to your calling um, and to be committed. And I think it's also a form of self-love. Like here's an example. Like we do this as moms. We'll make our kids this amazing healthy lunch or breakfast or something. And then we'll like eat a granola bar, right? (laughs) Because it's like, wait a second. I deserve that same kind of love for my body that I'm giving to my children's bodies, you know, through healthy food. It's just an example. So being consistent, not giving up on yourself, creating space. The other final thing I want to say about this consistency piece is that if you are in a season like I have lived in and I do live in with, you know, immense responsibilities for a disabled person or a sick person or a family situation that requires you to be so present to, it means you have to take some other things out of your life. And if you, so that you can focus and be consistent on the thing that you really want to be consistent on. And I've had to do that too. And I don't love that because I like to do a lot of different things. And what the other thing I'm telling myself is there are seasons, right? There are seasons for things and there are seasons for other things. And so these are the things I want to show up and be consistent. And it's okay to say no to other things that I just, I just can't do right now, even if I want to do them. So taking action was number one. Number two is releasing the outcome. Number three is the permission to evolve, the permission to change. You're allowed to change. And number four is to be consistent as best as you can with what you have, asking for help, getting rid of other stuff so that you can focus on something that you really want to do. And then number five is I'm trusting a bigger story. I'm really off the hook, you guys, and so are you. I I believe that about us as humans. Like, I don't know exactly where things are going. I can make the best of plans. I can have, you know, the things that I want to happen, but life happens. And I believe that in my story and the things that I've experienced, it's really a bigger story. So, For me, I think that God has a purpose for my life. You might say spirit. Somebody else might say the universe. I mean, we can talk about all that stuff another time, but that's cool. Like, however you come to this, there's something bigger than just me in this. And so if I believe that, which I do, that I'm going to take one step and I'm going to trust that there's a bigger story being written that I'm not really in charge of. But what I am in charge of is I'm in charge of how I show up every day. I'm in charge of the plans that I make. I'm in charge of the way that I make meaning out of my story. I'm in charge of the way that I show up and the way that I serve other people, the way that I treat other people. I'm in charge of taking my gifts and talents, the things that I have been breathing to me and putting those out into the world in a way that's meaningful and that serves people. Those are the things that I'm in charge of. And, you know, we have these voices I talked about before telling ourselves, oh my gosh, you know, this is not worth it. You'll never get there. Or, 
why the heck are you wasting your time or whatever you want to say? You know, I don't know if you know Michael Singer, but um, he's an author and he talks about witness consciousness, witnessing yourself. So when you're, when you hear those voices, like I said before, a little earlier, look at them and say, okay, now you're telling me something that's unkind. Now you are, you know, bashing something that's important to me. And so I'm just going to notice that. And then I'm going to tell you to head off to the side or like my friend, Jen, who's a pastor did this amazing talk about, about this very idea. And she said, she's like, you would never talk to your kids or someone that you love or one of your friends, the way that you're talking to yourself. And so when I hear those voices, I have to say to myself, Jessica, God is writing a bigger story in your life. There is something bigger here going on than you can see. And all you have to do is take one step and trust the process and trust that the helpers will come, that the guests that are supposed to be on your podcast will say yes, that the people who are meant to listen will listen, that the ideas will come to you. And then I have to release the outcome. I have to release the outcome. And it is hard for me because that is not my nature at all. I am a, I am a striver. I'm an achiever. And at this point in my life, I'm just trying to open my hands and say, I'm, what I do is an offering. It's an offering to you listening. It's an offering. Um, it's an offering to the world. And so I just ask you listening to think, you know, could you trust a bigger story? Could you realize that you're actually off the hook? Could you think to yourself, gosh, you know, I don't know how this is going to go, but I feel called to this. I feel nudged to, the nudge to do this. And so I'm just going to take this step and I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. And that's okay. Um, I'm not saying don't have goals. Trust me, I have goals. I'm not saying don't have a vision and don't cultivate the practices and the systems and your businesses and your organizations to do that. Absolutely do all of those things. But even in doing all those things, you just have to trust a bigger story. And so I'm asking you to consider doing that today. You know, and in, in sort of in that idea is I heard this the other day and it said that 70% of the work that we put out in the world is like mediocre and 20% is, is really good and 10% is amazing. So you just got to keep showing up. And I think that's true in parenting. It can be true in you know, entrepreneurship. It can be true in nonprofit work. It can be true in businesses. It can be true in, you know, if you're training for, for a race, I mean, it can be true in all of those things. So we're never going to get to that 10% if we don't actually get through that 70, 90% of stuff that's mediocre to good. So the five things that have helped me in beginning again, or taking action, releasing the outcome, the permission to evolve, focus on being consistent in the best way that I can. And when I can't, giving myself grace. And number five is trusting a bigger story, trusting that there's something more happening here than even that I can see. And this is what I want to tell you. It is brave to continue. It's brave to begin. It's brave to begin again. I totally believe in second chances. I totally believe in bringing with us everything that we've learned along the way. You are never starting from scratch. You're always in continuation. So continue. Just keep going. Take one step in front of the other. We'll learn. We'll fail. We'll get back up. We'll try again. That's the human spirit. 
that's a spirit that I think lives inside of each of us. And so um, I hope in your life, whatever you're thinking about, you'll take a step in today. Maybe after you get off this podcast, like be like, oh, you know, this is something that I want to do. I'm going to do this thing tomorrow. And for those of you who are like, I don't know what the heck I want to do. Well, I think that's something that we can also explore this season. I'm going to have somebody on talking about career and identity and how we kind of work through asking ourselves some of those questions, because I think that is a super, super important part of growth and development as a human. And so that brings me to the end of the first episode of season four of the HeartStrong podcast. You know, this this season, it's all going to be about living with courage. Like, how do we live with courage? And for me, that that's living heartstrong. Living heartstrong is living with courage. Living heartstrong is saying, this has happened to me and I'm trying to figure this out and, and, and I don't exactly know what to do about it, but what am I going to do with it? Who am I going to become? How am I going to help? Where am I going to inspire? Those are the questions that we're exploring this season. And so thank you so much for being here and I hope that you will listen in. And here's the deal. Being a creator is brave. And I will, if this resonates with you, if anything that you hear from me or my guest this season resonates, would you share this with, with somebody today? After you get off this episode, will you think of someone in your life who you're like, they're beginning again, and will you send this to them? That's how this message is going to grow. That's how I'm going to continue to be able to encourage people in their own lives is if you share it. And so I'm asking you to share it and subscribe, Apple Podcasts or wherever you grab your podcast. We ask that you would just give it a subscribe. Um, and if you're really feeling ambitious today, leave us a comment. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here with me today. And I look forward to talking with you again next time on the HeartStrong Podcast. Thank you for joining me here on the HeartStrong Podcast. Please rate and review this podcast and share an episode that you love with a friend. Because when you do, you help us grow our mission of encouraging people to grow through the challenges of their lives and to live their full potential. We'll see you next time.